Hey, Love Tribe, get excited for another great episode with Chase and our special guest. But before we start, I wanted to remind you about our amazing and free 14-day happy couple challenge. I don't know about you, but with the upcoming holidays, I'm feeling this hectic energy and I'm craving some grounding, fun, and meaningful connection with my partner. So whether you've been with your partner for many years and you're needing to mix things up or you're a newly coupled and you're looking to dive in to learn more about each other, the 14-Day Happy Couple Challenge is perfect for anyone wanting to deepen their relationship and have fun while doing it. So head on over to our website to sign up. You can start connecting deeper physically and emotionally today over at idopodcast.com slash 14 with our simple, easy, and doable daily challenges arriving straight into your inbox daily. This free 14-Day Challenge will help you break the old habits and build new engaging habits that will push you to create a deeper intimacy with your partner. Sign up today for free for the 14-Day Happy Couple Challenge to start strengthening and improving your relationship today. Head on over to idopodcast.com slash 14. That's idopodcast.com slash 14 to sign up for our free challenge today. What's going on, guys? Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Got a great one for you today where I welcome Sheila Robinson Kiss. And Sheila is a MSNBC featured mental health expert and leads the Rebalancing America and Beyond initiative. She is a social entrepreneur focused on providing exceptional mental health education and impactful relationship advice on grassroots, national, and global scale. And today, Sheila and I dive into what to do if you don't feel like your partner has your back. Or maybe you're listening, you're like, I don't feel like I really have my partner's back. And certainly, that's not a feeling we want. We want to feel like we're a team. And Sheila gives us some great tools to identify the issue the underlying issue there and how to communicate with our partner if we don't feel like they have our back and how to form a tighter bond and feel like we got each other's back, like we're a team. And Sheila gives some great actionable tips on how to do that. I really enjoyed today's conversation. I hope you guys do too. As always, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're listening from and enjoy today's show. Hi, Sheila. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Today, we are going to talk about something that you're very passionate about, and that is the most important feeling your partner must have consistently in a relationship. So let's start by having you tell us what that feeling is, and we will talk about how we can improve it, cultivate it for ourselves and with our partner. Okay, wonderful. You know, um, I've been doing this work, it'll be 25 years in February, and the the most important, you know, the, the cornerstone, this is what I talk to couples about, if you really want that 
you know, robust, connected, bonded feeling with your partner, they need to really feel and receive on a consistent basis, quite frankly, that you've got their back. You have their best interest at heart. And when you are admitting that and they feel that on a consistent basis, the it raises the vibration of the relationship. It cements the bond and boy, does it check a lot of boxes. What can someone do if they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, I don't really feel like my partner has my back, you know, and obviously sometimes it's it's a little bit of a feeling or it might be a lot. How can we think about that individually and how can we communicate that to our partner? Well, you know, the, the last word you said is key, you know, everything, the relationship will rise and fall on communication. And if you're not feeling that from your partner, rather than um, let resentments build, rather than let the relationship drift off into the abyss, it really is time to sit down and have a conversation. That doesn't need to be something that's you know, nasty or accusatory, you know, just very plain and simple, you know, darling, I don't have the feeling lately that we're working as a team. I I don't, I don't feel like you have my back and I I want you to feel that. And I want to feel that coming from you. So it, it really does start with communication. And then beyond that, being very transparent about, because you having my back, every relationship is different. What that would look like for me, it may be different for you. And then communicating some of the things that you would like to see that, that would really generate that feeling. So it, it really starts with, you know, just being transparent about how you're feeling and where the relationship is. What are some realistic expectations? You said communicating some things that we would like to see. I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about what our partners should do, that word should, right? What are some realistic expectations for how a partner should act that we feel we're on the same team, that they got our back? Yeah, I, I have to tell you, one of the biggest complaints that I hear uh, when couples reach out is you know, Sheila, we, we have something that that looks like time is spent together. We're kind of in the same room or we're, you know, X, Y, Z, but we're not spending that that quality time together. I don't feel like I'm a priority. I think of a very, like a base level expectation in a relationship. I mean, it's called significant other because your partner should be significant above all others. Do you have time set aside? Even if it's just a couple minutes, one of the things, you know, I I tell couples to do every day, you should have a, a 10 second huddle where you are holding your partner, you hug them and you'd say to them some version of, I want the best for you. It seems like something so basic and elementary, but but that little gesture alone, I've seen it do a lot to restore the bond in relationships. So 
you know, full circle to answer your question, I think a reasonable expectation is that we would have, you know, something that we're doing, you know, every day, just just a little thing to cement our bond and time set aside during the week and during the month to nurture the bond. That's generally what the primary issue is, is just relationship drift. Certainly, that is something that's going to come up. And we've talked about that on the show, ways to cultivate connection. And and it does take a concerted effort. But I want to focus on this feeling that our partner has our back. So let's say we go to our partner and we communicate you know, with I statements. We're not accusatory or blaming. But that's not a nice thing to necessarily hear. And, and so our partner might become defensive. What are some things we could say to kind of get them at ease and begin to, to bond and, and get each other's back? Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything has to do with it's not necessarily what you say. It's really the delivery, you know, how how you're communicating it. So, you know, one recommendation I have is to if this is your truth, I will say I'll put a, a caveat there. If this is your truth and you truly do care and, and love your partner, just start there. You know, I I care about you. You are the most important person to me in the world. And, and that's why I want to sit down and have this conversation. And you really open it up that way. I think if if your partner is is over defended, you know, and this can happen a lot or or um, super sensitive or you're not even in the habit inside of your relationship to have an open, honest dialogue just be, be real with yourself. It can be intimidating to, to sit down. You know, it's interesting that we don't have a problem getting naked with one another, but then, you know, having these uh, front facing heart to heart conversations is very hard for a lot of people. So I um, suggest start with the truth. You know, I'm, I'm coming to you um, just out of love, you know, and I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy. And I want to feel the same way. So that can soften it a little bit. But the reality is um, every part of a relationship is not going to be easy and pleasant. And sometimes we have to um, get in the saddle of, of that discomfort and sit with it and cut through it to get to better. What would you tell someone that's listening who is feeling a lot of anxiety about coming to their partner with this? You've given us some great tips on how to approach it, what to say, but working up that courage to have those difficult conversations in a relationship. Yeah. One, one of the things that, that I, I say to folks, and it's, it's pretty black and white, is the anxiety that's going to be normal, especially if you're not in the routine of communicating um, your feelings or, or communicating at, at this level. But you have to ask yourself, how, how do I feel right now? <laughs> you know, I'm not comfortable and I'm feeling bad in the relationship now. I think a, a, a fair trade-off for, for a shot at some uh, relief and, and release and elevation is, you know what, it, my, my hands may sweat a little bit, you know, my, my voice may crack a bit, but I'm already feeling extremely uncomfortable. I'm already feeling bad. You know, so if if you look at it from from that perspective, this is a way um, to to get you out of a situation that already doesn't feel good. 
So it's just kind of uh, playing with perspective. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. We touch on this concept in our episodes frequently. We're better able to show up as our best selves in relationships when our bodies and minds are in a state of harmony. PMS and perimenopause throw a wrench in that whole state of harmony thing. Many women in our community have seen their relationships and their own mental health suffer when PMS and perimenopause symptoms set in. Our sponsor, Happy Mammoth, saw that there was no effective nature-inspired solutions to these issues, so they made one, Estro Control. Relationship Advice listeners can now get 15% off your first order on happymammoth.com with our promo code IDO at checkout. Estro Control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health. The way Estro Control eases PMS is pretty interesting. The ingredients help support the liver, and that's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when estrogen isn't processed well in our liver, women may start having PMS symptoms, like spots on the skin, cravings, and feeling low all of a sudden. Estro Control was created to help women feel like themselves throughout the whole month. Estro Control is made specifically for women who are premenopausal. It's really great for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can become especially rough. PMS has been a constant challenge throughout my life, from feeling down to sleeplessness to just not feeling comfortable in my own skin. PMS has put me through the ringer time and time again, and I know it's not just me. I've seen my relationship suffer in those times when PMS takes over. Estro Control works to relieve many of those consuming PMS symptoms, helping us regain control. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first month at happymammoth.com with the promo code I do at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the promo code I do for 15% off your first order. What are some reasons that people may, I don't want to say just drift apart, but not feel like they have their partners back for the person listening. like, yeah, I don't really feel like I have my partners back. And maybe I feel like a lot of times I'll be because they don't feel like they have their back. Yeah. I think, um, gosh, it's, it's an interesting question. I think there could be millions of, of different reasons, but I can share with you some of the reasons that, that couples have shared with me. Um, one of them has to do with, um, the relationship having moved into a stale place, um, that that maintenance has not been there. You know, we really just, uh, it's back to that drift. We don't feel as close anymore. Um, other reasons are just a general weight of, of how busy um, we all are in our lives and in this world and just not taking the time to nurture the bond. Um, sometimes a big one I see is past resentments and hostilities that have never been dealt with. You know, it's the old sweep it under the rug, never deal with it. And I tell people, you know, you can decide, you know, not to do the apologies, not to work through it. But like my grandfather used to say, 
It's like that, uh, you know, the refrigerator, the, the the bottom of the drawers where you have the the cheese and the and the celery, and you open it up, and it's like, oh my god, what happened? I don't want to clean this up, and you go back six months later, and it's worse. So yeah, the words, how, how we speak, what we say, things that haven't been processed, um, it just it'll sit there. It'll sit there and it becomes the Grand Canyon between you. So those are a few of the reasons um, that 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 folks just don't, you know, I don't feel like my partner has my back. I feel like I'm living with him. I see him every day, but I feel ghosted emotionally. My feeling is that people who are insecurely attached may also struggle with that feeling, even if, let's say, a partner is actively trying to support their partner and and have their back. But I feel like sometimes people just aren't in a place to receive that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I couldn't, I could not agree more. And I think you know, often when 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 this subject comes up, people are tempted to to sugarcoat it and dance around it. The reality is, you could be paired with someone who is, whether it's mental illness or whether it's just deep insecurities they haven't worked through. Uh, you can do backflips. Um, you could be doing everything right. They are just not in a place within themselves and you're not going to get them there uh, to receive it. And that's a whole different conversation. That's something where, you know, I love you dearly and I, I want to see you get some support so that, you know, w- we can have the bonded relationship and connection that, that I know there's the potential to have it, but that, you know, that that's a whole different ball game. And I see that quite a lot. And people just, you know, they're banging their head against the wall. What else can I do? What else can I do? And the the answer to them is try to support them into getting some help because, you know, this is uh, not something that you're going to be able to resolve for them. That's deep internal work they need to do. And that's just the truth. And I know we don't have the time and space to to dive super deep into that, but what could be some reasons if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, my partner is supportive. I know they have my back, but sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. What are some things besides definitely always recommend, you know, getting help from a professional therapist, that's going to be amazing. But what are some things a partner like this can start to think about to change the story, to change the narrative, to start to trust their partner more? Sure. I think it wouldn't be an issue, if you will, of trusting their partner. It really has to do with trusting themselves and holding themselves accountable. You know, one of the things that I tell men and women, you know, who reach out and who are really struggling with deep insecurities, not able to receive the full breath and depth of the warmth, affection, love and support from their partner. uh, I tell them, get real clear, you know, get out of the game zone and get real clear on what is your stuff. And you do this by, you know, having that come to Jesus time with yourself and you write it down like this. This is my baggage. This is my stuff. These are my perceptions. These are my insecurities. Because the clearer you are on what your stuff is, 
when it rears its ugly head, then you won't you won't project that onto them and go further and further into eroding your relationship. And accountability, it, it serves that individual very well because they can look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, this is really, really hard, but I'm dealing with it, you know, and you can get yourself some tools. There's thousands of videos on uh, YouTube about, you know, dealing with personal insecurities, uh, various toolkits. And so you have something that you can do for yourself instead of projecting all of that onto your relationship. And I'm just a firm believer um, that our partners are meant to come into our lives and, and compliment us and love us and support us. But there are pieces of all of us that we are accountable for. And if you put that on your partner unfairly, it's just an excellent way to create a lot of exhaustion. So, you know, that's something to think about. That's an important distinction to say, hey, this is my stuff and to recognize that and to communicate that to your partner. Because let's say there's a partner who's like, my partner has no reason not to feel like I have their back. I'm doing all these things, but they don't feel it. And that can be frustrating in itself. But then the other partner, if they recognize that, that's a great start. And then they could say, hey, you know, I know you have my back. I'm working through my stuff. Yes, exactly. You know, I am a highly sensitive person, come from a uh, challenging background of neglect growing up. And I knew very well um, when I met my husband, there, there were some triggers and I was very clear with him. You know, there are things I'm always going to come to you if I need to, just that little extra encouragement. But there's things that I just I just don't bring to him. And you know what? And when they rear their ugly heads, I take responsibility. You know, this is my stuff. I'm sorry. Seeped out, slipped through. Um and, and that's a very healthy place to be in, in a relationship. And when we get those lines blurred and just are not accountable for what we're bringing to it, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, um, it's unfair to us and it's unfair to the partnership. So what, what you said is, is really spot on. We've talked a lot about identifying kind of the negative side of this and how to approach it with our partner. Let's talk a little bit about, let's say we have the conversation, we're on the same page, maybe we're working on our own stuff. How can we move towards that positive place of really forming that bond of being a team, having each other's back? Yeah. What I tell folks is when you are in that zone, in that space, Sheila, we've moved into this positive place. I tell them to own it you know, to to brag about it inside of their relationship and get get things positioned. So these these rituals, if you will, they're automated. So like I said, your partner has to be the most significant. Have that time. You know, I call this the caring connection uh, calendars. Have that time pre-planned. You know, hey, we always have something amazing and wonderful to look forward to. That is our relationship standard. Um, creating the the things that you do consistently and you do them to such an extent, you know, that huddle that you do um, in the morning 
and you you make it a part of the relationship to the point that if you fall off, hey, what's missing? We're uncomfortable here. So the folks who are moving further and further into that positive, elevated realm, the word that I have for you is intentionality. Get intentional about keeping your relationship lifted. Don't just have it where, you know, if we get to it, say, no, we honor, we honor our Friday date night. You know, when he has something or she has something that's, uh, you know, amazing in life or work, we look for opportunities to celebrate one another. So it it really has to do with the level of intentionality is is the word that I come back to. I love it. And I love how you said keep the relationship lifted. Can you talk about besides just saying, okay, Friday's our date night and making that a priority. What are some other ways we can create that importance around the relationship? Yeah, I have um, so many ideas and so many things that I do and, and, and support couples in doing. So I talked to you a little bit um, about the, and you don't, it, it doesn't have to be in the form that I'm saying, but there should be some um, ritual every day of touch. You know, it doesn't have to mean, you know, taking your clothes off, getting in bed, but there there needs to be just uh, a, a, a physical connection with intention every day. It could be a long embrace. You know, one of the things that um, me and my husband have throughout the house, we just have these little, they're almost like a little mistletoe. Not that you need any excuse to embrace, but we do it in a fun way because we want to make sure as we're moving throughout our day, we have that that physical connection. Um, another thing that I I really highly recommend for couples is you have a time set aside. Some like to do it every other week. Some do it um, once a month. I think in a healthy relationship, you're spending more time enjoying the relationship and not processing every every single thing. But there should be a set aside time. I call those couples retreats. Um, And it could just be, you know, an hour or two where you really do sit down and check in on the relationship. Um, How are you doing? How are things going? Anything you want to run past me? This is nice because you, you always know we have a ritual. There's, I don't have to necessarily hold on to anything or I don't have to feel like I have to process it in the moment. We have set aside time every month on our relationship retreat to do that. Um, You know, other ideas I like, I call it express romance. You know, um, a lot of couples, Sheila, we're so busy. We just can't plan X, Y, Z. I talk about that picnic, you know, that indoor picnic before bed. Just get your blanket, a little wine and cheese. These are things that don't take all day. But when those constant streams of, of time together, different things, me and my husband, we keep a journal. We've we've had it for the last 12 years um, we don't write in it every day, but for the last 12 years, there's love notes that flow back. Some mornings he'll put it on the table. I'm surprised with what he wrote. You know, and there's some months we only do two or three passes on it, but it's it's romantic. It's sweet. It's nice. And it just keeps the relationship high level lifted. So, I mean, there, there's hundreds of different things you know, thousands of ideas if you really go into it. But the whole idea is whatever you do, doing it with intention. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. 
As someone who's a mental health expert and married, how do you balance enjoying the relationship and not over-processing everything? Yeah, I can tell you there's not a lot of uh, processing that goes on in my marriage. We genuinely, we are friends. We enjoy each other. I mean, if if something comes up, uh, we talk about it. But I think one of the signs of a healthy relationship is you you don't have to overthink it. And, you know, one of the things, uh, the cornerstone for both of us is just high gratitude. We um, live and exist every single day in high levels of gratitude. And that checks a lot of boxes. Um, you know, if, if you stop, I like this, this phrase, wait, W-A-I-T, why am I talking? You know, and you know, before you complain and get into all of that, you know, stop and ask yourself, you know, how, what was my life like before my partner came in? A lot of it just has to do with intentionality around perspective and how you choose to, to treat your partner and, and hold that momentum. I think that if you're constantly over-processing and over-talking and overthinking, um, it, it may be time for some deeper level healing in the relationship because my belief is um, for a healthy relationship or one that's coming into health, because all relationships can derail, um, the lion's share of our time should be spent you know, enjoying one another in gratitude, laughing. We do the process work to stay on track and to clear things out if there's been a hurt or we do the process work to celebrate our elevation. And then we get right back into um, the, the movement and momentum in the relationship. Gratitude and the WAIT acronym are so valuable, I think, especially because People tuning into this podcast are obviously seeking out relationship advice, how to improve themselves, improve their relationship. And maybe this is the only episode they're listening to, or maybe they've listened to all 300 plus. And as someone who's personally very interested in improving myself, improving my relationships, sometimes I do have to remind myself like, all right, I got to do my work, but I don't need to always be processing things and... And I think that's so valuable to to keep that perspective. Yeah, I don't, you know, I process with people for a living and very intentionally when I was choosing my partner. I don't know if you caught my uh, recent uh, piece for Psychology Today. I talk about compatibility and, and chemistry. I knew that I needed to select someone who was just light, you know, light and airy. I don't, I love my work, but the processing and overthinking, I think it can be debilitating inside of a relationship. I think we process to clarify. And then let's just get back into the good stuff here. You know, that that's my feeling on it. So I'm all for, you know, talking and, and healing. But I, I also, quite frankly, feel that if, if that is all a relationship has become, I think you need to be looking at some different things here. Because that's not what it's about. That's not what it's all about, in my opinion. Exactly. And one of the things I've realized personally is that, and and this is not breaking news, but a lot of relationship stress starts 
with ourselves. It's not about our partner. And so we can do the processing, but a lot of times that's individual work. And I talk yes. about it a lot on the show that it, it's like, it's not up to us to change our partner. Even, you know, if we want to go to them and say, Hey, I don't feel like we're on the same team. You know, I love you and I want to get closer. That's important to communicate, but there's probably a lot of underlying things there. Maybe you can't receive that teamwork, you know, so diving into that is so crucial and valuable. I love what you're saying. Um, and people skip over that and I wish they wouldn't because it's a fact and a reality that there's work that a great many people need to do for themselves, within themselves, and it gets projected into the relationship and projected on the relationship or the other person. And we need to stop skating around it because it it really can get in the way, you know, bringing things full circle this feeling of, I have your back. You know, I've seen it many, many times over the years where, hey, I'm telling you, this person has your back. I've, I've rarely seen someone go to these extraordinary measures to prove it. You're missing it. You're missing the boat. And then people don't want to hear that they are the problem. Uh, but sometimes this is the case. It really is. <laughs> It's just that simple. And we, you know, you bring in therapists and books and when really what you need is some accountability and a look in the mirror. Absolutely. And Sheila, I think you've given myself and our listeners a lot of great things to think about, some tools to bring into the relationship today. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this great information. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they could find you online and if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with, and then we'll say goodbye. Yes, um, you can, very easy to find um, my YouTube channel, Sheila Robinson Kiss The Lift. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and feel free to drop me a line at RAB, um, Rebalancing America and Beyond, rab.solutions. All of my content is um viewer and subscriber driven. So if you have ideas, you want me to do a video on something, I it's it's all driven by all of you. And what I would leave you with is um my feeling on relationships is they really we are here to to really live out our divine uh purpose, glory and mission. And your relationship should complement that. And I want everyone to really, as much as you can, ask yourself the question, is that happening in my relationship and in my relationships? And if it is, celebrate it, lift it up. And if it's not, it, do some adjustment. And if you can't, it's time to look for, look at alternatives. So that that's what I'll leave you with. You're, you're here to knock the ball out of the park. Well, thank you so much, Sheila. I'll have the links to all those resources in the show notes and on the website at idopodcast.com. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. 
As always, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.